This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Morgan and I welcome you back to the second part of our conversation. You talk about that next. Yeah, it's so you know, I had to recognize like when I was at the point of I didn't feel like myself anymore and I wasn't, you know, doing things that made me happy and you know that I felt good about. Um, I really had to come to that point of like self awareness and knowing that I needed to make pull, a change, yeah, and put, put the brakes on for a couple of things. And isn't that scary though? I mean. Yeah, right? Because college, you're supposed to be able to do it all. <laughs> um, no. I mean, so I'm the kind of person, I, I don't say no. I'm going to say I can do it all until I really can't, until I'm feeling like I'm so overwhelmed that I'm just crumbling and so stressed out that I'm panicking and crying and things like that. So I really had to come to the point. So you go until you crash. Yeah, I'm that type of person. Unfortunately. Yeah. And it's. It's gotten a lot better. Um, so I, I always use the example. I came in my first year and that summer, um, since I was local, I thought, okay, I'll take classes. I'll work. I'll do, I actually, so I, I took classes from like nine in the morning till like one in the afternoon. And then I would go to one job from like two to six. And then I'd go to the next job, like three or four days a week from seven work all the way through or, you know, 11 PM and work all the way through the night and then get up and do that. And it wasn't until I was so burnt out. I literally was driving home one night from working all night and trying to get to class that next morning. I was falling asleep driving Mm -hmm. that I realized, and I actually ended up hitting, I ran into like a guard well on my tire. I, and I like had the like, Oh my gosh, like I I can't do this. And I was literally (laughs) on the side of the road having a moment and feeling like my world was coming down and I just realizing I couldn't do it all. And I think for me, since that summer, I had to learn, my mom calls it the art of saying no. Right. And the art of knowing your limits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I thought because I'm a pre-health student, you know, that time it was, mm-hmm. that I had to check every box immediately. But I learned very quickly that most successful people don't actually check all the boxes. So I don't need to get clinical hours and take, you know, 15, 18 credit hours. I don't have to do it all at once. Um, Pre-med is intense. Yeah. And then you're surrounded by other intense people and they're saying, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. And you. And there's, there's a culture sometimes, especially in college students of like, oh, I haven't had sleep. Have you had any sleep? Oh, you Mm -hmm. got two hours. You got so much sleep. It's war stories. Yeah. Who's tougher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not healthy. Right. So we know, you know, I know I need personally to function, I need at least 
like seven to eight hours of sleep a night, right? I just heard a 10 <laughs> is <Yeah>. ideal. That <laughs> made me feel better because I like 10. So I was like, oh, look at me. So, I mean, I knew what I needed, but I was pushing myself because I thought I could do it all and I thought I could juggle it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that it's like, it's okay to take a gap year and get those hours or it's okay to not do it all at once and be like this great conqueror. And I think that's something for me, being a first-gen student, I had felt like if I didn't do it in four years and I didn't do it perfect, I was letting down like my family back home Mm -hmm. and I wasn't living up to their expectation of Mm -hmm. checking the box of stability and making money and things like that. Yeah, because I have to be a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Why are you crying? What are you crying about? I don't like to talk about it. I mean, well, I mean, I I openly talk about it, but I just. So Morgan's very emotional and she's going to talk about (laughs) what's making her emotional. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, learning for me that I didn't have to do it all at once was really important and something that your family might not always get, you Mm -hmm. know, coming to college and being a first gen student your parents don't really know what your life looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents didn't understand, like, what kind of classes, what what does it mean to be a college student? And why can't you work 20 hours a week and send money home? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you can't say I'm tired because, because well, like things no will, shit, yeah. we're tired too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that's just the way, you know, like the culture is where I, you know, where I grew up in my family, you know, you just, you do what you have to do until you can't. So was it hard for you to tell them? Yeah, to totally. Stop? Um, I had to have multiple conversations with advisors and friends about even like when I wanted to talk about that conversation of, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a doctor. It's not what I want to do with my life. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm miserable. And trying to explain to them like what I, even what I'm doing now and like my future job, like what that even means. Like they don't. Mm-hmm. They know I, like, have a job, but they don't know, like... Like, what career yeah, path. It, because it ha- it doesn't necessarily fit their perceptions of, mm-hmm. like, careers you can picture, right? You can mm-hmm. picture a lawyer going into, you know, the courtroom, right. but you can't really picture someone doing, like, health promotion or data, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard. I mean, I felt like I disappointed them, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, there's this... They, they'd given me so much, the mm-hmm. least I could do was just suck it up and, you know, yeah. do what I need to do. But I just knew in my heart that that wasn't for me. And I I would be hurting myself and hurting them in the long run if I was miserable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they don't want you yeah. running into guardrails. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> and that's what my, you know, I was uncomfortable with that talking about it at first. But like, so my dad came that day tell me replace my tire um and he was like what happened like he had no idea that I was feeling so overwhelmed and when I finally told him he was like oh my god like it's Mm -hmm. okay like don't feel like you have to take on the world for us like Mm -hmm. we want you to be happy doing whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. you know because they probably saw it just as being supportive yeah exactly exactly they didn't see it as We're putting Morgan in a situation that's putting her at risk. Yeah, exactly. And they don't see me enough to know the difference. You know what I mean? They weren't Mm -hmm. seeing me on a daily basis to know Mm 
Mm-hmm. Like I could bluff my way through a phone call and say, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing okay. I've had mm-hmm. no sleep and mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I've eaten, but I'm okay. Like, so, you know, ha ha ha. Yeah. They probably didn't take it seriously. Yeah, I, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think I really had to hit my vulnerable point of being like honest with my parents about that. And I, f- mm-hmm. mo- I, I feel like most people, when you have that open conversation are receptive to it. It's just making that initial contact is really difficult for me um, just because I felt like I was letting them down. But because what's the what plays in with regard to failure is. So I think for me, I carry the weight of like I want to set my parents up for like I, you know, I got into college. I'm here. I want to make sure that they don't have to work the rest of their lives. My mom doesn't have to like clean house, you know, or do whatever she's. Mm-hmm. You know, do these kind of like multiple minimum wage jobs that are hard on her body. Yeah, and- exactly. Because mm-hmm. you, I hear, you know, my dad's like he drives a truck, so he drives for twelve hours a day, and then comes home and has no like, like I don't want them to have to do that forever. So I took on the burden myself of having to kind of try to make a path for our family, mm-hmm. which doing alone is really difficult. And I, <laughs> as an eighteen year old, yeah, when you're still trying to figure out yourself and mm-hmm. carrying the weight of everyone else at the same time and mm-hmm. you know I wanted to make sure my dad had health insurance right right so I mean he at one point we were talking about um he needed glasses like these special pair of glasses and they were going to cost us like some absurd amount like f- seven five seven hundred dollars something like that and it was just like well, what how are we going to afford that mm-hmm. like there's no insurance to cover you know yeah and so it was just like I had to pick up more work you know because I felt mm-hmm. like he never explicitly asked me but I felt like my what I needed to do to support my family is I needed to make sure that he had. So you he know, could the, see. Yeah, so he could see the drive, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. so things like that, I think. But I don't know. It's it's taken some perspective for me to realize, like, the value in knowing myself and knowing my limitations and being okay with the situation. Mm-hmm. Um like protecting yourself. Yeah, exactly. Do you think it's like protecting your mind? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely say it's protecting mm-hmm. my mind. I mean, because what good am I to my parents and my family if I... They're all stressed out. Yeah, if out. I'm stressed out and I'm not enjoying... You know, I could work all my life mm-hmm. and never spend any time with them. And they might have, you know, great health care. I might, you know, if I was a doctor, I might be able to provide them. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not actually like spending time and enjoying their company and things like that, Mm-hmm. then I've missed the point, right? You right. know, I've mm-hmm. missed the point of family. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it took some, it took a, a really long time for me to realize like my limitations and being able to say no to things, but it's, it's really important. Yeah. And I think that's, I see it all the time where you did everything in high school. So you got here at NC State, Yeah, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to do Everything at NC State, which is a research one institution, nationally ranked. Yeah. It's just a really tough university. And it's like, no, you don't have to be a hero. Yeah. Like you can ask for help. I don't think you asked for help. Oh, well, I don't, I don't think I knew you at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, previ- well, I, well, I was, mm-hmm. I was with Lori at that yeah. point. Lori was my academic advisor yeah. at that point. And so her and I had some pretty deep okay, good. Uh, moments in her office where I like literally like flung the door open and I was like, I can't do this. I'm tired. I like literally bawled because how do I have this conversation with my parents? that I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, you know, go to med school, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm glad. And I hope other people use that yeah. as a like a safe yeah. place where you can kind of air out your confusion. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, this is what I'm feeling, but I don't even know what it means. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, oh, no. So when you cut things out, then you got into student government. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell me about Morgan trying to do everything, Morgan's life, and then Morgan's life after you had some healthy boundaries. So once I figured out what I, what made me happy to do and what I enjoyed doing, I was able to spend my time doing things that I felt contributed, but that made me happy and that I enjoyed. So like once I cut out all the crazy, a lot of the crazy um, like work hours and trying to take too many classes at once and things like that, I was able to like get involved with things I really enjoyed mm -hmm. and get to know people who weren't just like the typical like pre-health like you know kind of mindset um and like a more diverse yeah and I think it mm -hmm. made me a better person because it made me like understand who I was and what I wanted and being able to bounce ideas and passions of what I wanted to do for a career off people who weren't the same as me was really important <laughs> um and then I got to talking about stuff I was passionate about, right? So, like, I figured out, had this aha moment, like, I love talking about policy and, like, uh -huh. you know, how do we make these changes and how do we talk about access and things like that. But I, I couldn't have that until I learned to give up things and prioritize what was really important and what was going to teach me more, right? Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So you had the same resources, like cutting out some work hours, cutting out some classes, you still graduated on time. Yeah, yeah. You still, your family was still okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think sometimes you know we we hear about students and you hear about their progress throughout, but then you don't hear what happens afterwards, right? Uh -huh. So I graduated, I made it, uh -huh. I went, you know, and then we talked about earlier in high school. I was so used to being like the like the A plus student, mm -hmm. I had to come to NC State and accept that. I might not always be the A plus student and I'm going to be challenged a little bit more. And that's OK. Like mm -hmm. if I don't always do so great, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All the time. Because mm -hmm. um, you also went to national conferences. Was that with yeah. Free Health Club? Or I went, which, well, what club was that with? I went with HOSA, which is yeah. Health Occupation Students, um, which is a smaller version of like a pre-health club. Oh, yeah. Um but that's the thing, as I could see, if you were doing your crazy work hours, you would have said, I can't take off for a conference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so the amount of students who are saying, oh, I can't do that mm -hmm. because I've got to work, which yeah. I understand. Yeah. That, but it's you were able to do it. And what do you think mattered more? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that when I cut out the things that weren't important and weren't giving back to me, that I was able to go to these amazing conferences and experience, mm -hmm. you know, go and meet people and network and have these amazing sessions about like things that I'm passionate about and be around students that like fueled the flame for what I wanted to do and what mm -hmm. I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was definitely a catalyst for where I am now, to mm -hmm. say the least. Right. So those experiences got you the job. Yeah. More so oh, yeah. than working seven to 11, yeah. four days a week. I have no, for, let me just, I have no formal training education or I have no formal education, I should say, in public health, right? So I took like one global public health class, which was great. You know, I learned a lot. 
So I have no background in that area. But yet, because I cut out some of this kind of craziness, um, I was able to take on an experience that when I went into an interview, because I went through like a phone interview, I went through like a Skype interview, I was really able to bring that kind of up because no one wants to hear about how I worked like 12 hours and I made it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's great, but that doesn't, that's not a teaching moment. That doesn't show I learned anything or how I work on the job. And so because of that, I was able to use my experiences and translate that into a job. So just, I was really confused when I came out of, you know, college. I thought, what the heck am I, I want to do public health, but I have a background in nutrition. How is this going to cross over? They're, They're kind of related. They're not exactly related so you got a job that wasn't your major mm-hmm. yeah because of <laughs> the other experiences you had yeah mm-hmm. so you can be in a career and not necessarily have the specific major yep it's all the other things you can do to prepare yourself for a job yeah exactly and I think like when talking to, when throughout the hiring process they were more interested to hear like what I had learned and what skills I could contribute versus I made an A in this class or I, you know, mm-hmm. worked at the hospital. That's great. But if I never learned anything mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, how upset were you when you got like a bad grade, like say in bio 212 or God, chem 223? I, got, I, got, I, I was OK. I'm going to be honest. I'm mediocre at best. Um I'm not like the greatest. But see, it I'm doesn't... not the greatest student. I I barely. And when I say and barely, the... like I was calculating what I needed to make like to pass like anatomy, uh, organic chemistry, stuff that I like hated, but I had to do. And you got into graduate school. I did get and, in. I did and, get in. And got a job. I did get in. Um, yeah. So I, I barely made it. So when especially and was offered a job and was invited <laughs> to graduate school okay. i mean so like especially if students are thinking about going the grad school route so yes i didn't have the grades but like i had to advocate for myself so at one point when i was talking with um like virginia tech for instance they were asking she was like well why don't you know your grades are really not so great you know we really wouldn't accept you to be honest and i said Okay, so I literally sent her. I, I didn't take that as the final answer. Mm-hmm. I literally sent the person who was like the committee. I sent them like a three-page email of why I was the hardest working, why I deserve to be there, why I'm going to benefit from the program. And me taking the time to do that and show that I wanted to be there got me an acceptance letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes back to did you get the answer you wanted? Yeah. Nope, you didn't get the answer you <laughs> wanted. So you advocate yeah, for yourself. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to, like, I know my limitations, so I know that, like, I didn't do great in anatomy or organic mm-hmm. chemistry or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But you thought it was the end of the world. I did. I thought, oh, my God, I can't mm-hmm. get into med school. I can't do anything with my life. I'm going to have to move back home. I'm going to be a failure. No, no, no. <laughs> you just have to learn how to talk. All people want to know from that experience is what you learn from it. And how you can apply that to what you're doing now, right? So it it taught me the preservation and the persistence to kind of keep moving forward. And when I emailed the professor at Virginia Tech, she immediately saw that coming through to my email because I'm not the type of student that was going to give up or I was going to push her, you know, research to the next level because I would dedicate the time 
to do mm-hmm. it because I, you know, I really wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, like I, I, now I forgot the quote, but um, it's okay. So nationally, first generation students and like who are first generation low income, only 10% of them graduate with a bachelor's degree. But so that's 10%. <laughs> so that means you're in the top 10%. That's yeah. elite. You know, mm-hmm. you're an Olympic athlete. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's that's the elite part of it. But when you look up the percentage of people who attempt um, to climb Mount Everest and reach Mount Everest. Yeah. It's in the 30s, 40s percent. So it's like you've overcome the odds greater than yeah. climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. I mean, you need to, and I'm glad you basically let her know that. Yeah. And I think, well, and that was important. Like, I didn't know how to, like, say in an email without sounding, like, or in a phone call without sounding odd or, like, Mm -hmm. too, you know, that I, like, how to advocate for myself and how to Mm -hmm. talk about it without sounding, like, too proud or, you know. Like, you're wrong. Yeah, or, you know, or things like Mm -hmm. that. Like, so I really had to have that conversation of how to professionally, like, talk about the skills I do have. Mm -hmm. Like, so I know I can do X, Y, and Z. I know I'm going to be the hardest working because I want to be there. And so I like looked up her bio. I looked up Virginia Tech's like all their, you know, grad school stuff. I and I could quote it because I knew I wanted to be there. And I mm-hmm. emphasized that when I was applying, you know, and in that email with the professor. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. You know, it's what you want to do and then go for it. Yeah. And that's the piece where passion outweighs say a GPA. Yeah. Cause you can't teach passion. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, obviously you you get a grade when you're 18 years old in an undergrad class. (laughs) That does not mean what grades you're going to get in graduate school. Yeah. But with that passion, it's like, yeah, you're going to take that program, that professor's research to the next level. Yeah. A B plus isn't going to take, you know, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, you know how to study, you take a test well. So that's why, okay. I mean, I don't, and I, I mean, so I, I had mediocre grades. I didn't do that well on the GRE. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really didn't have like on paper much going for me besides like my experiences and the fact that I really wanted to be there. Right. I just had to know how to talk myself up and how to professionally mm-hmm. advocate for myself. Right. In and sense. Right. And so that's what you're saying is that that decision making of balancing mm-hmm. I need housing and food, but I also need to invest in my career. Yeah. So there's that balance. Like you don't go all focusing on yeah. money. You figure out, okay, what can I get away with? Yeah, you know, exactly. What, so that I can do these other things because the time and effort you spent on those other things led you to a job 40 grand the next year, yeah. 50 grand the next year. So it's the time you spent in that gave you tons more money than working another five hours a week at a barely minimum wage job. Yeah, definitely. So it's like seeing the long-term investment. Yeah. And I think, I mean, back to, I just had to prioritize. I mean, I I could work X amount of hours and do that, you know, crazy work schedule, but I could only work, you know, 20 hours versus working 45 hours. And I might not be able I might have to skim by on a couple things and I might Mm -hmm. have to pull some of my resources together and know you know my limits a little bit more but I could do it Mm -hmm. and have the time to do other things you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so well what we're not going to talk about is how you got a dog (laughs) 
your senior year. <laughs> we'll save that for another time, Morgan. Mm-hmm. But thanks for coming by. Is there anything else you wanted to I say? Think so. Okay, this was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> Trio Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.